Thank you for joining us for this week's sermon podcast from the First United Methodist Church of Parable. Our scripture this morning, our first scripture comes from Psalm 46. I invite you to read along as you hear these words this morning. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake and the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult, Selah. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city. It shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice and the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Come and behold the works of the Lord. See what desolations he had brought on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shield with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. Our gospel lesson comes from Mark chapter 4, 39 through 41. And waking up, he, being Jesus, rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Be silent, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And, and they were filled with great fear and said to one another, when the, Who is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? This is the word of God for we, the people of God. Thanks be to God, and may God bless the reading of our holy scriptures this morning. Amen. We join me in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, it is good to be in this place, to practice stillness, to join our hearts together to worship you. As we do so this morning, as we turn our attention towards your holy word, as we talk about the scripture this morning We know that your Holy Spirit is in this place. May your Holy Spirit move through our hearts and ride on our hearts what you would have us here this morning. It's in Christ's holy name we pray. Amen. Well, we made the kids do it, so it's only fair that the adults get to do it as well. Will you join me in a moment of stillness this morning? Are you ready? All right, here we go. All right, time's up. How was it? How, okay, here's, okay, let's, let's, by a show of hands, how many of you that 30 seconds, it was only 30 seconds, of practicing stillness was easy? Okay, all right. How many of you that was a little bit challenging? Yeah, okay, so isn't it interesting that we experience this same event, the same moment, and yet across the congregation we reacted in various numbers of ways. 
So why did we have a number of different reactions while we practice this particular uh, moment or mode of stillness? There are a few theories out there. One theory is that today we are seeing a shortening of attention spans within our society as a whole. Even those who study public speaking, those who go to seminary and learn about preaching, are told that where attention spans used to be 45 minutes to an hour long, perhaps maybe now you should prepare speeches 18 to 25 minutes long. In the past five years, um, we, have su- we have studies that show us that maybe you should even go back even further. Why don't you prepare speeches or sermons 10 to 15 minutes? Because the attention span is diminishing. Another, we can see this in another area, the social media platform. Uh, years ago, we had this thing called MySpace. Do you remember what this was? Okay, a couple of nods out there. A place where you could have some music playing in the background, and you could blog about anything and everything, and you could just write paragraphs upon paragraphs upon paragraphs, and people would read that and interact with that and respond to that. And then we had this thing called Facebook that came along, right? And still, we might get some people that write lengthy things, but they're a little bit shorter, right? Maybe a paragraph or two, and still yet there's some conversation that takes place. And then, recently, we had this thing called Instagram, where you just take a picture. Because a picture says a thousand words, so why write about it, right? So we take a picture, and then we have just a few spaces to make a comment about it, so we can see that the attention span's getting smaller when it comes to engaging in conversations. Now there's this thing called TikTok. And it's 30 seconds where you have a video or pictures and a little bit of a dialogue. So you tell a whole story within 30 seconds. There's another theory that's out there, and Dr. Gemma Briggs uh, speaks to this theory. She said when it comes to the attention span, attention span is, is very much the task and it's dependent of time. So whatever the task demands for as far as attention, that's what takes place. But there's a second component to that that we as individuals come to a task and in our own experience, in our own personalities, in our own interaction, will bring to the table how deep our attention goes, how deep our attention goes. Case in point, this 30 seconds of practicing stillness that we did. Some had different reactions. Some of us might practice stillness by engaging in moments of quietness like we just did, and it's an easy thing to do. Some might practice stillness by reading Scripture in a sacred space. Some might practice stillness while watching the sunrise and sipping on a cup of coffee. However we do that in different ways, the practice of engaging in moments of stillness is vital whether it be we, we meditate on God's Word or we just still in prayer or perhaps stillness in a sacred space, it's vital to our own faith journey because we need these moments. We need these moments that we set aside to engage in knowing God. As we enter into this busy season of all of the things, Thanksgiving and Advent, the end of a semester, hunting season is upon us, celebration of the Razorbacks winning last night, having gatherings, parades, pageants, church activities, all of the things, perhaps you might think about or perhaps you might come across or somebody has presented to you this familiar phrase from our psalm this morning. Be still. Be still. I suggest to you this morning that our practice of stillness and this phrase that we find in our psalm 
be still, are not necessarily the same thing. However, they are in relationship with one another. They're in relationship with one another. So let's take a look. You have your order of worship before you. I invite you to look at the psalm as we move forward. The psalm begins with a threefold description of God. First, refuge. Second, strength. And third, help. Refuge, strength, and help. Refuge being a condition of being safe or sheltered from pursuit or danger or troubled. Refuge. How many of you in here uh, have a tornado shelter? Does anybody have a tornado shelter? One. Okay, we're going to your house. Okay, all right, all right. We live in the tornado alley, right? We, we experience storms all the time. The church is a tornado shelter, if you didn't know, so we can go down to the basement. It's a place that we find refuge, protection from the winds, the danger that might be around us or coming towards us. It's a place that we trust to go to to be safe. It's our refuge. Strength. Something that produces mass force to, mass force to overcome a resistance. Now, this particular definition is good for explaining weight training, right? As we do weight training, our muscles produce a force that go against the restraint from the weights, whatever that weights might be. But the scripture here is talking a little bit deeper about strength. It's talking about God's strength, God's strength, the ultimate strength, the strength of the creator of all things, that nothing can match God's strength. God is creator, mighty, and powerful. And then help, the act of assisting by extending one's resource. Like strength, God's help goes farther beyond this definition. The resources described in our scripture are resources extended from the Creator. God who is all-powerful, omnipresent, or eternal in all places. God's help, God's resources is there and is present and always with us. Psalm 46 begins with trust in the one who is the creator, who is a present help. At the end of each phrase, as you can see in your order of worship, we have this funny word, Selah, Selah. Now this is an instruction for those who are presenting this song. It tells them that there needs to be something that takes place between each section of the song. It could be a moment of a pause quietness. It could be that there's an interlude that's played. It could be a solo that's presented, but something should take place between the first section and the second section in this moment of Selah. And when we read the psalm, we can follow this indication. Perhaps we can pause for a second, we can breathe, and we can reflect on what we just read before moving on to the next section. So I'm going to invite you to do that. So I want you to look at your order of worship. We're going to start with this first section, God is our refuge. We're going to say this together. Are you ready? God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. Press pause. What does that mean? What did we just read? What did you hear? 
reading the text with this Selah as our opportunity to press pause and reflect on the words is a great example of how we can engage in this practice of stillness. But it's in this last section where we find this familiar phrase that we sometimes use or come across, be still, be still. Starting in verse 9, He, God, makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. Earlier in the psalm, we read of nations being in a state of uproar. And in verse 9, we find ourselves in this victorious moment of the battle. But notice that the victory is not to the soldiers But the victory belongs to God. God makes war cease to the ends of the earth. God breaks the bow and shatters the spear. God burns the shields. We can imagine and picture these ancient soldiers in the aftermath of the battle. Sword and shield in hand, adrenaline still coursing through their veins, fatigued and injured, scanning the battlegrounds for the next enemy or looking for their own peers. A moment where they find themselves still in the midst of chaos. And in the light of this proclamation of God being the victor and our imagining the soldiers after the chaos of battle, we read on and we read that God speaks these words, be still, be still. This wasn't a moment when the soldiers engaged in a practice of stillness. For they were in the moment of chaos, sword and shield in hand, adrenaline still coursing through their veins, not knowing what was to come next. In this moment of chaos, it was God moving. It was God in action. It was God speaking to the very depths of the souls of the soldiers, saying, Stop. Stop. You're in a moment of chaos. Stop. I am God. The psalm ends with recapping the opening stanza, I am God, your refuge, your creator, your help. We can see echoes of our psalm in the story where Jesus was asleep in the boat. The disciples were there, the disciples, some of whom were fishermen, that they had been on the water, they had experienced storms on the water, but this storm that they came across was so bad, the winds were roaring, the waves were gaining, it was going over the boat, and they run to Jesus and they said, do you not even care? And Jesus addresses the wind and the waves and says, stop. And they do. Because it was the very Creator that commanded it. The same story is told in other communities of faith or across the Gospels. The same story, but the disciples' reactions in these other stories are a little bit different. In Mark, the story, the disciples' reaction was this, Don't you even care? In Luke, the disciples' reaction was, Master, Master, we're perishing. In Matthew, the disciples say, Lord, save us. Same moment of chaos, yet a number of reactions. But the most important thing is, a consistent, is consistent across the telling of the story. No matter their reactions, no matter the situation, God was with them. Jesus was there. 
Jesus, the ultimate authority. Jesus, the disciples' refuge. Jesus, the disciples' help was there. Friends, over time, there has been, there are things going on now, and there will be things in the future. Moments when we experience our own storms of life. Perhaps individually, perhaps as a family, perhaps communally, perhaps, yes, even as a church. And whatever situation might come uh, to us, whatever proverbial boat we might find ourselves in, we're going to have a number of various reactions that take place. Perhaps moments of uncertainty, moments of fear, moments of hopelessness, and the list goes on. The Psalms teach us how to engage in our discipleship. The Psalms teach us how to pray. The Psalms teach us us how to worship. And the Psalms teach us what it means to practice stillness. Psalm 46, encourage us to practice stillness. Selah. Pause. Pause and engage in a moment of stillness to worship God. Psalm 46 offers us hope that when we find ourselves in moments of chaos and our reaction is whatever it may be, that God still moves. That God still calls out to the very depths of our soul. That God says, you might be in a moment of chaos, but stop. I am God. No matter what you are facing, I am with you. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very help no matter what we face. Be still. Be still. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, we we thank you that your Holy Spirit is still among us, moving throughness. And in our lives, when we find ourselves in the midst of chaos, your Holy Spirit speaks to the very depths of our soul and commands us, be still. In those moments, give us strength, give us peace so that we might respond and engage in a time of stillness, that we might know that you are God, that we might know that you are our refuge, that you are our strength, that you are our help. In Christ's holy name, amen. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about First United Methodist Church by going to our website at www.fumcparacle.org. May God bless you this week.